You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. Let's have a look at a piece of economic data from the South African economy, and it's the Business Confidence Index. That's the RMB BER, Rand Merchant Bank Bureau for Economic Research Business Confidence Index. With me, the chief economist at RMB, and that is Etienne Leroux. It seems to me that, I mean, obviously after the rather nasty piece of data yesterday, the GDP number, Etienne, that things are starting to stabilise a little bit, notably PMI, a little bit of consumer confidence stability as well. And now, again, sort of something a little bit calmer with the business confidence index. Yes, I think that is um, spot on, Lindsay, if you ask me. Um, I think it is increasingly becoming clear, if you look at some of the leading indicators, you mentioned a few, and the Business Confidence Index would also be one of them. If you look at those leading indicators, you come to the conclusion that I think the second quarter was the worst for the cycle. Um, And um, that, that, I think, is encouraging. Let's have a look now. It says after falling from 18 to an all-time low of five in the second quarter, the BCI Business Confidence Index rebounded to 24 in the third quarter. Nice bounce. From such a low base when the strictest of lockdowns took effect, this improvement is not entirely unexpected. Even so, you go on to say, while the outcome is pleasing, sentiment remains heavily depressed. Almost eight out of every 10 business executives surveyed regard prevailing business conditions as unsatisfactory but that doesn't mean to say they'll get worse and that's the that's the only hope i can get out of what you've just written well i think um, one or two things so it's obviously quite encouraging to see um, confidence sticking up but from an extremely low base you know we have to we have to accept that um and uh, um it's also important to bear in mind that um level of 24 is still very low particularly when you compare your confidence levels with um, 2019, for example. So the improvement in sentiment is good news, um, but we shouldn't get carried away here, Lindsay. Um, if you look at all the sectors that we cover, underlying economic activity in those sectors, they did improve um, in the third quarter, but they remain relatively subdued compared to historical levels. And I think that's just an important thing to keep in mind. Yes, and I, th- I think it's, it's quite right. I mean, it's like somebody coming out of a hospital. They're not going to go out and uh, run a marathon Correct. immediately. There's, there's obviously going to be a rehabilitation process, would you not say? Correct. Correct. No, that's a good, a good way of looking at it, yes. Okay, what are the details? What are the sectors that caught your eye? Yeah, so um, all of the sectors followed a similar pattern um, to the headline index. In other words... Most of them hit rock bottom in the second quarter, and then we saw um, quite a nice bounce um, across the board um, in the third quarter. Um, the the one or two sectors that stand out, if you look at the quarter-on-quarter move, um, one is retail. So that's up um, quite nicely by about 25 points, yeah. and wholesale is by about 29 points. Um, to levels of around 36 and 33 um, in the second quarter. Um, and I think there's a, there's a story there. Um, some of our retailers, particularly on the durable um, um, consumer goods, um, are certainly benefiting from um, pent-up demand um, that are being unleashed. So here you would look at examples like retailers of furniture, electric appliances. We've also, as you know, we've seen an uptick in, in motor car sales. Um, in recent months, and I think that's also a good example of pent-up demand where um, retailers are benefiting from from that type of dynamic. Wholesalers, um, this is a a tricky one. Um, You know, we always admit that we don't have a very good reading on a wholesale 
uh, um, that sector and what's driving it um, because there's not a lot of it in our sample. And obviously nowadays retailers sidestep um, or bypass wholesalers and they go straight to the suppliers for particular products. That being said, I think there are a few wholesalers that are benefiting from um, a lively agricultural sector, wholesalers of chemicals, fertilizer and so forth. Um, I also think um, there are certain wholesalers that might be benefiting from a better international picture um, as well. So a couple of reasons there. Um, and yeah, so those would be the two sectors that showed quite pronounced um, increases in the in the third quarter. Yes, indeed. Uh, let's uh, talk about the retail side of things because there's been two sets of results out of JC listed companies, notably Lewis's recently, and they did quite well. And that's on Correct. the durable side, as you say, pent up yep. demand for, uh, for things that you don't consume every day, but you keep for a few years and then of course ShopRite's numbers uh, came out I mean that's on the defensive side the the daily staple side of things also doing very well indeed what about manufacturing manufacturing confidence rebounded to 22 up from six in the second quarter that's a that's a that's a good jump and I suppose that is linked into the purchasing managers index yeah, well, look, I mean, uh, manufacturing, obviously, as you know, is a very diverse sector. Um, you know, stats inside tell us that there are 10 different sectors in manufacturing, and we only survey four of them. So we survey um, food manufacturers, metal manufacturers, transport manufacturers, and chemicals. So you can imagine that those sectors would be influenced, you know, by, by very different factors. Um, but the increase in confidence is nonetheless um, a favourable development. The level is still low, Lindsay, 22. Mm. Um, you know, um, that tells you that about eight out of every 10 manufacturers in our sample are still downbeat and worried about prevailing business conditions. Um, you know, so that's also just something to uh, to highlight. But what we did see, if you dig a little bit deeper, you certainly saw um, uh, production levels, um, sales volumes domestically and exporters, certainly seeing a little bit of a revival in activity in the third quarter. And I think that is a, a lagged response from um, lockdown restrictions that were relaxed, um, most of them obviously in the second quarter. And I think that is what's starting to, to filter through the data. Okay, let's have a look at how you summarise this. You say, although although a lot of data is still outstanding, these developments point to a much improved outcome where GDP can recover some lost ground, possibly increasing by an annualised rate of 20 to 25% in the third quarter, an encouraging outcome, but one would that but one that would still leave SA's GDP considerably smaller than it was last year. So we've got some really, really noisy numbers here, SEN. I mean, 51% yeah, down for announced yesterday. You're calling 20 to 25 in the in the next quarter uh, so it's all over the place and of course yeah. we're at the mercy of the international market so if something goes wrong oh. there then this is all out the window no correct i mean so there are all a lot of ifs and buts and um, obviously you have to make various assumptions and also to the extent that just remember i mean we survey five sectors and they only account for about 40 percent of gdp so there's a big chunk of the economy um, that we don't we don't survey, and it's very really difficult to get a read on those sectors. So they would predominantly be, you know, your services um, uh, industries. Um, but I, but I do think that um, South Africa's GDP pattern will follow the global example. You know, so globally we saw, you know, COVID induced a global lockdown, if you wish. Um, second quarter data globally um, were terrible. Yes. Same in South Africa, and then you know. And the second half of the year should look a little bit better. 
let's just think about a very simple example. I mean, if you're a retailer and you were completely shut in the second quarter, you sold nothing. Um, and then in the third quarter, you were allowed to open trade. And if you sell two or three items, your percentage change is dramatic, right, in the third quarter compared to the, the second quarter. Um, but your three units that you sold is still much less than the 10 that you sold prior to COVID-19. And I think that is just very simplistically how you have to think about um, GDP and COVID-19 specifically, what it meant for the economy. Etienne, thank you so much for your analysis. That's Etienne LaRue, who's the Chief Economist at RMB, talking about the Business Confidence Index released earlier today. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organisation, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.